0: You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far on no, 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 no. Oh, you are no, such a no, 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 suck-up. No, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This, this is, is the
1: Jobber What's up, Jobbers, and welcome to the latest edition of the Jobber Knocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania, and alongside for the ride is a man that is always seeing clearly, even though he's wearing shades, JC. You know,
0: I, I can always see clearly, like you said, uh, but also, it's Life in the fast lane, you gotta be aerodynamic and ready for everything. So but yeah. Life in uh, the fast lane. Yeah, there's so many things you can do with fast lane, but yeah. uh yeah, we're gonna get to fast lane at the end of the show. And uh this is not a hot take, this is a fact. It is the worst card I have fucking seen WWE put out in a long time. It's fucking terrible. I think the joke I made to you before when I on air was like it's an AEW card, but without all the good singles matches, <laughs> so it's just all the fucking multi-man bullshit. So we'll get there.
1: We got a lot to talk about. We've got Russell Dream. We've got uh, NXT No, no mercy, mercy, which was great. And then, of course, like you talked about, the rest of the the, the Hoot Nanny, Hoot Nanny, as they say. Uh, so, where do we begin? I mean, is the it's the it's the name of the show. So I feel yeah, like
0: I, it's one of so. Look, and I just want to start by saying, uh, for those of you that watched NXT No Mercy and AW Wrestle Dream, uh, like us. You were absolutely spoiled this weekend because both shows were absolutely phenomenal. I think they were two of the better PLE slash pay-per-views of 2023. Uh, Top to bottom, both cards were pretty fucking stellar. I mean, NXT, we had six banners. AEW had a hell of a lot as well. But obviously, the headline, as it is in the name of our show, it's Edge is in AEW. Excuse me. Sorry, 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 Tony. Uh, It's Adam (laughs) Copeland is in AEW. But look at man. We kind of talked about this when he finished off in his thing. We said... He kind of makes sense. He's a good fit for AEW. He's done everything he could do in WWE. Like, what is he going to do? Just have other random matches. He got to have the Waller match before he left. He got to have Wrestle's buddy Chance before he left. But now he gets to go somewhere and he just, you look down the roster and it's like fresh matchup, fresh matchup, fresh matchup. Um, It's something he's obviously reunited with Christian. Uh, They're going to be going toe to toe. That's how he actually debuted if you didn't see it in the main event. Uh, when Christian and friends after Nestle Mania, we got the Nick Wayne turn that we were waiting for, literally waiting for, we got that. And then all of a sudden, fucking Edge has to make the save to help out Darby. Oh, by the way, Dom got full chub because Sting came out before Edge and then Edge actually saved Sting. Sting. Edge and Sting have never been in the ring together. So,
1: I mean, this is a very exciting weekend. So the thing that made me kind of like giggle the most about this entire thing was like, it was like, oh no, the rated R superstar, Adam Copeland. And I went, really? We're using his name, really? what you want him to be called? Nedge? Nedge. Sledge. Sledge. <laughs> Corner. The radar
0: sure. superstar. Sledge.
1: Sledge. <laughs> Hedge. Man. Curb. Curb. Bro. Anything. Obtuse angle. I don't care. <laughs> Anything. Like, it would have been hilarious to me. But when he came out as Adam Copeland, I went, well, that's stupid. Because yeah, you can't fine. be like, you can't be like Christian and Adam. That doesn't, like, you know what I mean? It doesn't want to be page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that like, so I, when I saw it, I went, well, that was a fucking pop right there. I, I loved when he like shooed the guy out of the way. Moment, out of the David, moment. Someone, someone made on a, a joke on Twitter. Edge ran to the other side and realized there's nobody there on <laughs> AEW. And I went, "Oof, rough, <laughs> rough. But the one thing I will say is, you know, you can say what you want about what happened in terms of what he did in terms of the cool vignette and then all that other stuff. But what I really enjoyed was the, the presser with, with watching him talk because we all know he can talk. And he he made fun of himself right up front where he said verbal diarrhea. And I went, at least he knows that he talks too much. He might have blocked the jobber knocker on Twitter because of the things that at least I've said about him in terms of his long-winded promos. But like you said, fresh matchups. But the other thing that that really spoke volumes to me, and I'm sure that you feel the same way there, JC, was – he said something along the lines of like, sometimes the relationship with WWE falls apart, you know, and that, you know, out of romance. And I, he well, made a the comment.
0: It was a term he used. Yeah. Like in a relationship, sometimes you just grow apart.
1: And then the other thing was that basically saying, you know, like, I'm not there every three months now. I'm here every week, which, you know, it was weird to me because when he said what he said in WWE, as he left, he said, I don't think I have another full year left in me. It almost (laughs) felt hypocritical because then he got in the presser. Yeah, it was like, now you're sitting there going, I'm going to be here every week. And all I could think about was like, you fucking little snive little shit. Like, you had this in your brain the whole time. And, of course, it's heartfelt because his daughter was like, go be with Uncle Jay. And you're like, I mean, how can you not love Christian if the kids love Christian? I mean, we all love Uncle Jay. Uncle Jay. He he
0: loves all our dads. Yeah, of
1: course. If he found out I didn't have a dad anymore, oh, he'd yeah, be
0: um, all over you, Nessa. Oh he my be god! Number one in this oh list. my god! He's going after grandfathers
1: now, too, and uncles. So <laughs> I know poor, poor Noki's family. By the way, uh, it's just <laughs> it's just rough. It's just fucking rough. But just watching him do the cutaway, like, and then like the presser, he was like, "Yeah, they lost their grandfather." Awkward pause. And then on top of it, Christian made fun of fucking the dirt sheet fucking dickhead. And I was just oh, like, he
0: out, dude, he roasted oh
1: Alvarez. It was God. so good. I was like, he's like, because you suck. That's why. And I was just like, Yay. Um, that's what, have you eaten any Waffle House lately? Dude, I do. I I love Waffle House. It's my favorite. Um. Anyway, we should go, Joe. You and me. We'll go to Waffle House someday. Maybe, maybe we'll bring JC. By the way, uh, Joe, have you sent J- JC the picture you sent me last night? Because if he doesn't know about it, it's fucking phenomenal. Oh, is it the Corbin? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, it's good. It's it,
1: good. He fought, for those that don't know. It should
0: be my new profile picture. Yeah,
1: obviously. you should. You should make a new profile picture. Uh, if Joe can hopefully post it on uh, YouTube or, or sorry, Twitter or Facebook or something, uh, he Photoshopped JC's head on the the the, uh, the King Corbin gif. So it's awesome. Um, so that's wonderful. Um, So anyway, here's the other thing that I think that is really going to help AEW. Adam Copeland is a details guy. He said that in the presser. He's been known. John Cena has gone out of his way to say that he's the Einstein of the business, gets into the details of everything. Where I think he's going to help AEW the best is in the storyline department, because let's face it, AEW isn't doing the business of the business when it comes to storylines and we little things. They like,
0: can handle a couple at a time, Yes. beyond that, it's tough.
1: Their character work is getting much better, <clears throat> yes. very much better. Uh, but in terms of the actual storylines, it's like it depends on where you are on the card. And I think Adam, not me, But the other one, the better, better Adam, uh, will probably be able to stop the flippy dippy shit as much and make a reasoning for hopefully some, some of the flippy dippy shit. And I'm hoping that it makes more sense going forward, because that's really important, because I think AW with Adam Copeland could really benefit from the psychology standpoint that at least I think is slightly missing in some portions of the program
0: oh yeah absolutely and like to me it's just like the reason why i love edge being there too is just like that presence in the locker room when he's working with the young talent it's just like even like as much of a dickhead we know cm punk could could be like you know like the guys like ricky starks and powerhouse hobbs like these younger talent took a lot from just like wrestling with him and putting together matches with him and the same thing's going to be true of edge like just getting to pick his brain or literally working with him it just it's something that it's will be so beneficial for a lot of these superstars because WWE, there's just so many of like that. AW has obviously filtered in some like Brian Danielson when he's there. Moxie's obviously a big help. There's people with experience, but like edge is like a legit, like, like MJF say, he's a first ballot, no doubt hall of famer, like absolute legend. He walks in. It just, it cha- it changes the game and yeah, it just like, it's one of those things like even like, the, the the whole fucking tribalism on the internet of people getting mad about oh I can't believe Jade betrayed us and went to WWE I can't believe Edge betrayed me and went to AW fuck you you piece of shit you know what's awesome about wrestling right now we have like a fucking free agency where it's like oh. It just doesn't really have much to do over here on this team, but you pit them over here on this team. Oh my God. Think of the possibilities. It's just like, this is an exciting time. This is good. I love that. Like multiple times per year. Now we're going to be having big names, flipping company to company. That means fresher matchups, fresher storylines, fresher, everything, dude. It's so fucking exciting. And if you can't see that little internet virgin dork, who's in your basement with a fucking, I'm going to stop I say something bad fucking get over it you piece of shit. You're a loser and uh take off the glasses and see the fucking sun shining baby cuz it's beautiful out here.
1: I got to make sure to clip that. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to I really
0: say what I want to say No, I know, say I know hard, I know man.
1: I know. You 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 stopped at Virgins and that's where we teeter. That's that's yeah. that's that's the, that's the line without jumping over. Uh but I do agree like Jade's perfect because she needs to become a big star. And that's where the WWE comes in. Edge is already a big star in the twilight of his career, and he wants to have the fun. So you go to AEW for fun and money. You know, that's basically what it's there for because he doesn't need anything else. So it, it, I think it's a great swap. I wouldn't say it's an equal swap, but it's good. Uh, the, the one head scratcher, I will say, and this isn't necessarily this is out of left field for me. NXT is building Brian Pillman Jr. Like he's the fucking second coming of God walking on water. And all I could think about was the same motherfucker who couldn't even get TV time on AEW. They're going to fucking make me think for one goddamn second that he's even close to his dad. Get the fuck out of here with that. Get the he's, fuck he's, out he's of here. Dude.
0: It's one of those things. It's like, if you're WWE, I think like, I think they're taking it as a challenge to like pluck, like some of the younger talent from AEW and make them like superstars. Like that's, I think that's a motivation with the name like Pillman. I mean, look at it. I mean, do I think the kid's that special? No, but his feud with MJF was a lot
1: of fun. So, yeah, you
0: stick them in that performance, and in the last six months, like they have, let's see what I can do.
1: Oh, Shit, my feet. It is what it is. Uh, by the way, I apparently have zero Riz, is what is going on here. And I say Copeland because I want you guys to. Do you hate even know it? what Riz is? Because yeah, you definitely don't. I don't have any drip. I got no cool. I got no suave. Got no. Got no way <sighs> oh, to go, boy. buddy. Oh boy. I'm I'm whiter you, than you, toast. You have no
0: idea what Riz is, do you? You have no idea. I don't think so, no. You should Google it after the show. I'll Google it now. No, yeah, you can. Okay, well, I'll, I'll just mention other stuff with AEW because sure. I, I did have an illegal stream. Uh, sorry, Tony. Uh, before we get to NA, uh, No Mercy, uh, I will say, obviously, I love the main event. I thought that was a super fun match. FTR, Aussie Open, must-see TV in terms of tag team wrestling. absolutely love that. But the match in the night for me on AEW, it wasn't fucking Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr. I know everyone was fucking coming their pants over that shit. There was nothing in my pants because I was already dry from fucking Swerve and Hangman. That was the match of the night. Swerve's coming out party. His biggest win in AEW. It's like it's like push this dude to the moon. He's been ready. He's so ready. He's a guy that can carry the mantle. He's one of those guys that you scooped up from WWE that you can make like
1: a next level star. So it's time, baby. And I think this was the first step. I think him and, and Hangman had a great match, and I thought it was wonderful. Banner. I I agree it, it it to me was the best match of the night. I think again we can talk about Danielson and and, and Saber Jr and all that stuff but I think Probably Christian not. Christian and Darby Allen to me had the second best match of the night in I my agree. opinion. And then we but get man. to the fucking then we get to the fucking you know fumbling around in the dark putting them in fucking pretzels whatever if everybody loves that shit. I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is.
0: What it's true. I agree. I don't, I just, I don't care for him. Like, I can understand. I was talking about it with the uh, cap at work the other day, and he was telling me, he's like, Yeah, I just don't. He's like, I love AEW, but the Zach Sabre sit, juniors do nothing for me. It's like, they tell me he's such a great technical thing. And I looked at him, I'm like, You know what another word when they call someone technical is?
1: Boring. He's fucking Toshida. He's a yep. human
0: sleeping bag. It's just yep. like, Get the fuck out of my face, dude.
1: I respect his work. Sure. But until you, like, figure it out, like Roddy Strana has, get out of yeah. my face. Get you off my what? TV. You know why I hate technical wrestling? Like, here's the thing. I'm not saying I hate technical wrestling. It's definitely a place in wrestling, but for me, it is not my cup of tea. What I love about wrestling is the smorgasbord stuff. When you can have a technical wrestling match. Fantastic. But you don't give me a a, a place to get excited. Like I'm not going to get excited for a fucking surfboard and a fuck into a fucking who's a, what's it? Walnut credenza. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I just don't give a shit. Like, it just, it doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. And that's why I get so like, like at least Brian Danielson can do something where I'm like, okay, he makes me believe in things, but Zack Sabre jr. Just looks like somebody that they just, I don't know. He just looks like Gumby to me. I, I just can't get from 20 years ago. He just, he says bollocks a lot, which is great. I'm sure. And like, he calls him Daniel and I love that part. But like, you know, it's just like, I just, I can't. I can't get over Zack Sabre Jr. and all these people saying he's the greatest fucking wrestler of all time. I did like the little tidbit there where, you know, he won by the knee and then Nigel McGuinness was losing his shit over it, being like, he didn't win fairly. He, he striked. He used a striker. This is a technical wrestling match. It's like, what are we doing here? I mean, in Japan, I'm sure everybody will fucking sit on their hands and, and fucking love it. But, you know, it is what it is. Other match, shout out Julia Hart, another
0: Boehner for her, Chris Statlander, big win. Uh, Nice little woman's uh, second division there, getting some life. Uh, So that's exciting. But I think it's time to go to No Mercy. Enough with with the Wrestle Dream, because No Mercy, to me, I said it after the show, I thought they went six for six. I thought this was the best PLE of 2023, top to bottom. And you know what it started with WrestleMania. Hashtag JC's Meat Match of the Week. Braun Breaker once again continuing to elevate his game with fucking Baron Corbin, who is just another level right now. By the way, Corbin coming out with the fucking Ghost Rider gimmick. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't light Hold his on. hair on fire because he's in a air.
1: But I loved him. I loved the motorcycle. He should come on the motorcycle all the time. I, in my head, the minute I saw it, I, I immediately in my head went, "You've done it now." Me too. I was like, me. "Can this please be his
0: music?" Yeah,
1: because uh, it's just weird to say.
0: But that was my favorite version of The Undertaker just because of the music. Even though he was the worst version of The Actual um, Undertaker, the music was the only thing I, as a kid, I fucking loved it. I walked through the house, you've done it now. You've gone and made a big mistake. The only thing that made I me. Can't allow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you oh, to so think
0: good. you can just walk away. Go away.
1: Oh man, that was good. Such a good song. Um, but the one thing that made me cackle, like a little, like a little, like witch, was just like. He couldn't handle the turn, so it was like he was dragging the thing around. Yeah. I'm like, how how much of a badass do you look? Like, <laughs> Braun Breaker, 20, 20, bro. Bro, Bron Break, but The Undertaker made it work, so I don't know if it was, like, the angles or if it was a longer bike back. or whatever, but, like, all I kept thinking about was, here comes Braun Breaker looking like some fucking Kevin Costner out of the woods with the fucking headdress being like, ooh, dances with the wolves, and then fucking here comes the fucking tricycle, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But again fantastic matchup the fact that they did the whole fucking spot with the table and mm. then he fucking sits up and spears him I'm like mm. I am I am uncomfortable I am un- like Steiner makes me uncomfortable and I like it Dude, he's I like so it good as a heel I, I was so surprised and then like Baron Corbin getting the cheers I was yep. just like what are are we in Bizarro Land? You've this is getting like pieces of it, like slowly,
0: like obviously the Gable Steveson, whatever. But it's just yeah. like even like back when he was doing main roster stuff in like France, like the Oh and Cold. It's just like we've been seeing it because he's one of those guys now that's been around a lot enough, and he just continues to go out there and put out consistent work. And I spent like when you see that, it's just like those guys always eventually get their flowers. And I think it's exciting because, I mean, Corbin is doing some of the best in-ring work of his career right now. And it's just like, I just, I love that he got the win in this match too. It was kind of cool because, I mean, Braun didn't really need it. He obviously has the Von Wagner thing doing. So your buddy Stone came out and distracted him, but Corbin getting the dub
1: in the win column too. And that made me happy that he got the big dub because now it's like, okay, Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin continue because I think or the- Corbin and Dragunov may, Oh boy. Dragonoff is we're going to talk about that later, but Dragonoff has become like sneaky, like up in my rankings of like, oh, I can't I can't miss him, but I'm not going to okay. put the curse on him. Don't worry. Oh I, I enjoy I enjoy a lot of NXT, but I will not pick anybody. Well, I pick them all because I love them, including this next match, because it's another person
0: underappreciated who has done nothing but elevate their game. Trick Williams becoming the new North American champion. I kind of wanted to pick it last week, but I didn't have the balls. So I went with Dom because I'm like, oh, I feel like they're not going to do it yet. But I love that they pulled the trigger. Uh, Cause like whoop that trick! It was cool to hear that in like a big arena because we obviously get the NXT, but it's always cool when like the small. It's like when Chase U like blew up in like Charlotte or wherever they were. It's like it's cool to see like the mid card smaller gimmicks kind of like have traction in bigger arenas. So I mean, this was this is a good match too. I mean, Dom continues to put out baners like, and this is one of those things like. I think a lot of people, when Dom is wrestling, point to be like, oh, it's his dance partner doing this. He's getting to work with like Melo and his dad and Santos and Cody and all these great wrestlers. And I'm like, well, now he's working with a converted football player who has gotten very good in rain. But like, who do you think was leading that match? It was Dom. So I think it's one of those things people need to start to get on board being like, this kid's really starting to figure it out in the rain. And so another Boehner and the very cool moment for Trick, who's
1: very deserving. And we obviously got some interesting Melo stuff that we can talk about too later. So the other thing I wanted to bring up here, and depending on if you believe this report or not, is that Mustafa Ali was penciled in to win the North American championship, which really that to me, that report came out and I went, well, that just blow. Like he needs to be studied. He like, he like that poor bastard has like six instances that I can think of in which nothing fucking went right for that poor. Vince bastard. finally got his retribution on him. Sean tried oh. to give him his moment. and Vince got his retribution. All I know is, is like, so here's the other thing is like now on Tuesday tonight is, you know, Dom could win or don't come back is what Rhea said, which is interesting. Uh, I think interesting. There's, I don't think they're going to get rid of the title off of Trick that quickly, uh, especially with the Carmelo instance that we talked about here. Um, but I think that tricks. The funny thing was, was I always felt like Trick didn't belong in the ring when I first saw him. And now he belongs. He figured it, it out. It's one of those figured things. It out.
0: Yeah, it's one of those because it was not he started, He's like, it was Melo's sidekick. And like, I had like, there's so many people being like, why does he need to be there with Melo? Melo's going to be so good. I'm like, but you don't understand, like, at, this, at that point in time, Trick was Melo's heater because Melo isn't a guy you dislike, but he was supposed to be this big heel. It's like, you need a guy like Trick, like the annoying sidekick who always like helps him win and shit. And I think it's been a really cool story to be like, and especially how it played out in the main event. It's just like the only reason Melo be dragging off, quote unquote, the first time was because of Trick's like inadvertent interference there. So now the story is like, can he do it without Trick? And it's just, it's interesting that Trick now able to do it on himself, but like they've been leading in with the story where Melo's been too distracted to kind of support his friend. And, you know, Trick's kind of being understanding. But then at the end of the show, you get the tease where they're like, Melo's happy for him but he's like he's like touching the north american title and i was just like ooh. so it just it's, it's a very interesting thing It's very cool to just see that's what i love about nxt man we get to see these guys first come on the screen guys and gals and they're so raw and you get to watch them slowly develop and looking back it's like man just over the past year how much better has trick gotten it's just like that's that's the beauty of the performance center it's so cool to see moving on uh, the next up was a match that I didn't expect to be fun, but oh my God, this was a fucking this was an AEW special, the tag team match. Spot fest, they uh made us bite with the Tony D knee injury. It was obviously a work because he comes back out later. The heroic return and WrestleMania. Comeback nominee, Oni Larkin, gets taken out by Tony D'Angelo because he's been working as a producer on NXT. So uh, the Biff Fusick was taken out by Tony as he went back to the ring. They obviously retained, but this was obviously a good showcase for that new team. I always forget their name, the one with uh, Reggie.
1: And then obviously- uh, Out, the out of the mud. Out of the mud. Out of the mud, yeah. Right, so here's here's are. the thing. I only read TJ's reports. I don't understand the hype because I look at them and I'm like, okay, they're doing the Grand Theft Auto thing, whatever. They're they're pushing their tricycles. The gimmick but... seems really cool. But what it is it? Like it? Just from work the streets?
0: Yeah, it's just like it's just, it just it seems like they they seem like they're gonna have good characters when they kind of start to figure it out. And now they're like they got good size, so it's like they'll match up over with like the creeds and stuff. Um, so and obviously I mean Joe should be happy. Shimmy Shimmy, yeah, was in this matchup as uh they continue to fight for what is it, their grandfather or whatever they're doing. Don't let Christian see that. He'd have a field day with them too. Uh but, <laughs> but yeah, no, this great. this was a fun match. It wasn't something I didn't expect to like be a lot of fun, but it was, and uh the family retains all right moving on next up uh the heritage cup i mean if i if you wanted to put one at the bottom of the list for me it'd be this one but i mean still fucking a four flame match for me i mean look at these matches the rules are dumb the round thing's weird but they're always fucking baners because noam da Alicia fox he's so fucking good Metaphor is incredibly entertaining. I know you don't like Lash Legend, Nestlemania, but her Chikara and uh, Oral Medicine are fucking... The, the entrance is one of the coolest entrances in wrestling where you have the four panels and the different colors and they all have a unique look. It's just... It it works because it makes so much sense for how Noam Dar is. And in the ring, the dude can go. We've seen him and Butch wrestle before and it was a Boehner. This was a Boehner. Uh, Dar wins because of obviously some goddess interference. The coffee bros had to get out there. You know, get a little caffeine in the show, but but the right man won because noam dar is the nxt heritage cup to me so
1: i just i tend to agree and i feel like it's an old song and dance here where it's yes the rules are stupid and i don't necessarily love it however i will say that i thought that it was a good match it made sense every single time like when the bell ended and he turned around and he hit him like i like that like that's like a boxing low blow but i just i think the thing is is this would this heritage cup to me would have been a huge improvement in WWF when boxing was amazing in the 80s and 90s. I think more people would have gravitated towards this kind of gimmick. I just feel like it's 20 years too late in terms of that. Now I'd be curious to talk to our boy Danny Grimwood. I was gonna um, because, say you're
0: kind of shaming uh, British
1: rules. No, I know, and that, that's why I would ask him because I'd be curious his thoughts on it, and and not you know making fun of it or any way. But I'm just curious of like somebody that lives over there if that's something he'd be used to, if that's something he likes, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be curious to see how he feels about it because again, it might just be an American shaming at Britain. You know, like that's basically yeah, that's what, what I like to me. Brit I know. Shamer. It, you know, it could be very much so. So it's what it is. Let's move on.
0: Next up. The other opposite of the night, the, <laughs> Ilya Dragunov, new NXT champion. I mean, these two had a match of the year the first time they did, and they fucking followed up with another banner here. Like the chemistry between Dragunov and Mello was off the charts. Um, I was a little, I was surprised by this one because I didn't, I would did not expect Mello to lose. I kind of loved it though. We've already seen some pictures of Dragunov getting to the arena tonight with the title. He looks good with the fucking title. Um, we obviously know he was an NXT UK champion. He was the one who dethroned Gunther's long reign. So, I mean. The exciting part of having Dragon off as champion is he's gonna be a fighting champion and you're gonna have Boehner after Boehner and just, but this match it just was superb and I think it makes it real interesting with Melo because it seems like he has some work to do with Trick, but I feel like after that, like I think he's up, I think he's ready to come and he's obviously been teased with Bobby and the Prophet, so that could be a way to kind of work him in, probably around the new year, heading into Romania and stuff. So I think this is exciting on all the chords.
1: So the one thing that I thought when I watched this is like I the one thing I love about Elia is that he finds a way to make a forearm devastating, and like the jumping forearm is his finish. I'm just like, I have never in my life I've poo pooed the forearm my entire life. This is the first time in my life You're I'm a like forearm shamer. I'm a forearm shamer. I am I am a limb shamer. I I cannot like, it's bad. But like when I watch Elia and he just does the freaking thing and then he does the thing and then he does the, you know, whatever. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, everything he does looks like it fucking hurts. Everything. That's yep. incredibly difficult to do in a sport that is, you know, essentially helping each other to make it look like a simulated fight, but he makes it look like a fight and man, oh man, was that fun. I just, I can't say enough good things about both people, but like, the only thing I hate about that title is the glimmer of the fucking like colors in it. I think well, that they did that when scary. they rebranded it. No, they, I know. But it just know. looks fucking dumb. It looks better with Mandy on Mandy's title. I agree. Right. But not not the men's title. I don't know. Just, I just, shine. You know, it is what it is. All right. Anything else? Uh, the main event. <laughs> anything else? Come on,
0: Becky and Tiff. Another fucking banner at the tiffy top of the card. Obviously, Becky retains. I mean, look at. It's one of those things they let these women go, they let them be violent. We've never seen Tiffany Stratton in anything mat- match like this. I thought she fucking delivered. It's one of those things she may have lost, but it doesn't matter because she proved to me that she can hang with one of the best and do things that I didn't think she was capable of. Uh, Becky retains, they're kind of rolling with her as the face of NXT right now, which makes sense. That's why this was the main event, but uh, I got no complaints here. This was a fun, violent match. I like Tiffany bled the hard way, by the way, yes. unlike Moxley.
1: Did not do any of this nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but no, Tiffany, Tiffany definitely benefited from this match. Becky Lynch did a great job with a lot of different things here and there. I will say it to me, it was probably the best women's match I've seen in a long time, which was great. However, I do have a critique cause it's me. Um, and this is where I'm sure I'm going to get some, oh, hate here that's, Danny. That's where I'm going to get some hate here. Uh, so there is a portion of that match. And if you go back and watch it, you're going to say, Oh, Nestle's an asshole and that's fine, but it's the truth folks. I'm sorry. There are portions in that match where they stumble and it's like, hit me, you know, like, or like, oh, 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 oh. And they stumble and they talk to each other. Again, it's because she's green. It's because she's still new. She still does a great job. But there were like five or six different instances in that matchup where it just was like it stopped and it made me go, fuck, what are you doing? And then, it, you know, then they made up for it. It was fine. But, there, you know, those are the things that if you really, really, really want to nitpick, they could work on. But, I mean, Becky did a great job with that fucking, you know, table spot. She caught her and tried to help her because she probably would have broken herself and in the process. She, you know, hurt her arm, you know, and then kind of screwed up the Tegan Knox thing as well. So it's interesting to see how this goes because, um, just you know, it's always that, that very small room of error when it comes to spots like that. But I just I thought that both women did a great job bringing it. It made it a lot of fun to watch. Um, Tiffany's only going to go up from here uh becky lynch did a great job with a lot of different things that leg drop still dog shit but that don't matter it was still a fucking awesome match it's probably one of the best matches of the year to be honest wow yeah That's i would I say it. for you yeah i mean this this weekend i thought like was one There's of the lot best of
0: weekends of actual wrestling in a very long time like both these shows is fucking off the charts
1: yeah all right so you said best ple and wrestle dream to you best AEW it's up there i'd have to think about it because there was
0: another one i can't remember which one it was but there was another one i really liked but this just in terms of like top to bottom this is probably definitely the best aw one because usually my thing with them is of like five high points and the nine matches i want to blow my brains out watching but this one like everything i saw was pretty stellar so okay all right
1: shall we get into the regular part
0: of the show yes we should nestlemania always in the shine much like mandy rose I'm just going to start here because I'm looking forward to this guy every week when he's on my TV and Nestlemania. You better pull out your big schlawney swords because I'm starting the shine with the Scottish warrior, Drew McIntyre. I'm This is no cap. This is fucking Honest JC. Legitimately, Drew McIntyre is one of my favorite things in WWE right now because this is the best his character has been in a long time. You know what? Shout out McRiddle. Cause that's what put us on this track. It started to be one of those things. Drew always kind of has like a interesting goofy side, but it feels forced. But right now when he's just fucking kind of angry and he hates everyone and he's cracking like jokes and like fucking shitting on Miz, it's fucking really good TV. It is really good TV. Shut up, Miz. It is really shut up, Miz. It is just really good TV. And then obviously in the ring, he's been having good matches too. I had another, uh, a big win this week for Drew, but NestleMania, we got that bet going and it just like he is just teetering waiting to explode so this thing is coming sooner rather than so, later
1: what do I have to the end of the year is that what we decided I think
0: I gave it to the end of the year because that was nice you were like Wrestlemania I was like well you're an idiot but yeah I know I, yeah. I was like it's
1: like January 1st Yeah, so January 1st the one thing I will say is so there's something that again this isn't necessarily MAC related but I do want to bring it up because you said the Miz thing that whole thing where he was like da 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 da, da. Mm. everybody, everybody <laughs> hates it On the internet, like my, my, it was like, it it was like people were shitting on it being like, I'm so glad Edge moved to AW with this stupid shit. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, that's
0: just, that's just the fucking plant versions I was talking about earlier. Go fucking jerk off in your
1: basement. You fucking loser. Jesus. But no, I just, I I agree. I actually wrote in my notes here that there was a really good call where he had a backstage segment where Drew said, no one helped me when the bloodline was around. And I just went like. Bitter Drew. I love it. It makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. all you got. Listen, I don't have to like it, but I can't hate it if it makes sense. That's how I look at something. The only time I've ever gotten really upset over something is when it doesn't make sense and it fucking takes me out of it. That's That's it. That's not true. If you you take me out of it. Well, I get upset over all the time. I mean, look at this chat. This chat alone is going to get me upset. We know that there's a (laughs) a big Doc has the Rona, so he's been going kind of easy. He's all all tucked in over there. Yeah, he's probably Goosey right now. He's probably loosey Goosey, other guy right there. Yeah, that's right. He's got he's gonna go for a full full circuit if he's lucky, right? <laughs> and his iPad or something. I don't know. Oh, hopefully, hopefully TJ puts up the full circuit uh t-shirt coming on the Jabberknocker.com. T- do- <laughs>
0: Buy the merch. Because all the merch is always in the shine, baby.
1: We're wearing both our gimmicks. This is wonderful. Look at that. Yeah, you're um, a Jabber. I'm shine. That's true. Well, you know, somebody's you know, somebody's a star here, not me. Anyway, uh something else that I really, 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 really enjoyed, Ooh. I thought. I thought this was that too many reallys, but uh, I can't overstate this enough. Ivar, like mm. Ivar and 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 Woods going at it like I'm a big Ivar guy, you know, clearly from this area has worked with people that, you know, I've interacted with and all and, and just hearing the great stories of this human being and watching him go. And I've seen him wrestle, you know, back when he was, a, you know, basically just a random dude um, and then watching him get his chance, even though he lost. And then he just stacked him at the end, and then did the fucking moonsault, and the crowd went, "Holy shit!" I just went, "This guy's fucking phenomenal, fucking phenomenal," and he deserves all this time. I'm sorry that Eric is is you know injured apparently, but man, is he maximizing those minutes? Kofi Kingston did a great job last week. Xavier Woods did a great job this week. I am loving it. It's a it's a bottom of the hour thing where I don't fast forward. And as we've talked about on this program, it's very hard to do when you watch wrestling at that bottom of the hour to be interested and keep your interest and your attention. Ivar is keeping my interest and my attention. So I I just love it. Again, it's a throwaway. It's a CDF storyline that probably doesn't really matter in the long term of things, but I enjoy it. But that's the type of shit like we ask for, especially on Raw. You have the three hours. It's like you employ all these people, man.
0: Use them because that's Mm -hmm. the thing. Like we just talked about it. We're so excited about Edge going AEW because we're getting fresh stuff you have all these people on your roster that aren't on a lot. Like everything's fresh and that's exciting. And like we have the Monday night rerun shirts up there for a reason, because we'll get to some of the stuff. A lot of the main stuff this week, I thought was a lot of rerunning on raw and SmackDown. So we're not going there, but other stuff that I enjoyed, um, Look at man, Imperium and Alpha Academy. You have them fucking wrestle. It's always going to be good. Imperium got the big win. Thank God. Vinci ain't going anywhere, but it was a lot of Imperium on Raw because as I said, Gunther's the A champion on Raw. He is the fucking, the main champion on Raw. Like all the segments they were in, think about it. They had a contract signing. Andy was the main event, but I really like this contract signing because much like you, Gunther, Champer, I'm like, I know it's going to be an entertaining match, but like, I don't care about it. is promo. He went all in on his promo and the contract signing. It got the crowd fired up. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I want to see this. And then I popped and I'm like, oh, they're going to do it tonight, which obviously I think they had to audible because Becky and Tegan's getting moved to next week. But I'm like, this works. This works because it makes sense. And with like Gunther sitting there in the soupy and like you're coming out dressed like that. It's just it's just like it's old school heel shit. It works. It's simple. But that main event WrestleMania is another Gunther match. So that was just another fucking hard-hitting Boehner. Uh, absolutely fun match. And the right man won.
1: All I could think about the entire thing was when they did the contract signing. I went, "Well, oh, I've never seen a contract signing that was like we're doing it tonight instead." And I went, "That well, that was new, okay." Mm-hmm. And then of course, Baby Huey comes out at the fucking you know at the, the you know in the main event. He just every time I see him in his you know black tights, he wore maroon this time. I was like, "Good, he looks a little different, little Daniel Bryan." Um, but again, the one part that I really loved was the fucking chop. Like they they went back to the chop on the desk, and he hurt his hand, and he then he had the chop with his left hand or whatever, and couldn't do it. And I just thought like okay, story, that makes perfect sense to me. Love it, love it, love it. And again, I'm glad that Champ is not the person that is dethroning him because that would have pissed me off because in my opinion, Champ is nowhere near the person that should be taking that title off of him. But uh, he made a very passionate speech and it made it good to put him in the main event. I don't know how it did in terms of demo and ratings and if you give a shit about that, but it was very entertaining and uh, a very serviceable main event because there's a lot of good Gunther matches and this is one of them.
0: Oh, absolutely. Then what happened after is Champ is getting beat down by Imperium and Nestlemania. The Rebel Heart returned. And look, I saw. I hadn't watched yet, and like I'm because I was doing other things. I was I had, like doing some. Other, like uh, I got home. I was tired from work. I was like trying to just get some stuff in order. And I threw on the football game. And I got like texts from multiple people being like Nestle's on his bullshit again. And I was like, Oh God, what are you doing? Wait, 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 Pump the brakes. Uh, so I, I got No, no, hold on, hold on. Oh, you'll get. You'll get your chance. You'll get your chance. So I dial up Twitter, and I see your tweet, and I'm like, oh, my God. You fucking sh- Johnny Gargano, anti-Johnny Gargano agenda. So then, of course, I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm curious to see because maybe he got no reaction. Then I watched it, and I'm like, that's a normal TV return reaction unless if you're fucking Cody Rhodes. Like, it was a solid pop. There was nothing, no issue with it being like the crowd didn't get – you kidding me? The crowd was into it. It was a fine pop. It was a regular TV pop. It was probably the third biggest pop of the night after fucking Cody's two entrances or whatever. But it just like, I just, I was like, oh my God. And I literally, I, I had three different people text me and being like, Nestle's on his bullshit. Okay,
1: okay. So tell me the three people right now. I'm curious.
0: I'm not going to outpeel, but you can guess one of them because he's very chirping you in the chat. Okay, there's one. Is it Cap? I'm not telling you. Cap doesn't like Gargano either. Listen, listen, listen.
1: All I'm saying is-
0: follow your tweets. You kidding me? clearly it's got to be TJ.
1: TJ, definitely. I don't know. I can't reveal my sources. Okay, here's the thing. That's a shitty thing to do because you can't say I had three people and then not say it. That's shitty.
0: No, because I'm not going to out them. It was a private text message. All right,
1: the three people have enough. you an anti-Gargano. Have, have enough is disgusting. Have, have enough. You. You're I trying gonna... to
0: deflect from your agenda.
1: You Paul, need to answer no, for no, your sins. I will right in a now. second. I will in a second. The people that texted JC have enough nuts, or at me on Twitter. They don't did at fucking... you on Twitter. No, come text me then.
0: Look at your threat. One was me. Vertsky,
1: come on, come on. Listen, listen. Look, look. I'm not the only one in those comments. You can go look at the comments right now, where some people were on my side. Now, if you go now back you to in your burner accounts, okay, not my burners around. accounts, and there's plenty of people in there. But definitely, I don't have a burner account. I have two accounts. That's it. You do. You treat the knocker like a burner account. It's not a burner account. It's my primary account. That's where all the That's shitty true. takes are.
0: WrestleMania is your burner account. Now.
1: Exactly. But why? Well, I'm not hiding. Uh, no, but look, Maybe I'm telling you right now. That's nice. I, I, thanks. That's a lot. I'm sure Joe's sitting there spitting out his tequila. Loving that one. Look <laughs> right here. Right here. Atlee Green. That's a real person. This has been his thing on the main roster. I'm starting to think he's someone on a mainstream audience will just shrug their shoulders at. There you go. Okay. I mean,
0: he's not a, he's not a main eventer. What do
1: people think? Oh, Johnny, same face car. is back, question mark. I didn't even realize who it was at first, LOL.
0: Oh my goodness! You are just
1: you found There's like people. Two, the two no. other
0: people in the world that agree with you. Everyone else was excited. No, listen. Just, li- you were i talking agree talking
1: about demos. The fucking YouTube views on this was huge. If Rebel Heart didn't sound so shitty, now I'm sure more people would have recognized it. it. Is a shitty I, song. That that is the shit. That is the that is the real point, Birdsky. That is the absolute point. Because all I heard was and then he just fucking runs out like a fucking cartoon character. We go. Here comes the more. So shanings. that's what it is. It's just, he just every time you watch him duck a clothesline, he goes "Whoa." Before he hits a super kick, it's just, you can't get, like, it's just, it sucked. It sucked. And then the, the coup de grace, the cream of the crop, the cherry on the Sunday. they fucking line up and they fucking cut raw. Like, oh my God, that was hysterical to me. I went like, that is the most hilarious thing in the world to me because if you watch the clip of them fucking hitting the fucking DIY and the fucking half, that's the pop. That is the pop they deserved because whatever the fucking, that happened with the run-in. Did not fucking happen. But when they realized it was Johnny, and they did their fucking gimmick, and then they fucking hugged, then then it made sense. I'm like, okay, I was wrong about the pop after, but not the pop for the run-in. No way. No how. And it was, I agree with Bertsky. It's most likely because of that shitty-ass song. That song, it sounds like a fucking cat a stuck song. in a garbage disposal. It's awful. It's. It might be the worst theme in this generation.
0: That's, I mean, that's probably way over the top, but it's it's not it, in terms of what it was before and what it
1: is now. It is not good. That but, Rebel Heart song was amazing. It was so it was good, so, good. so yeah. good. And here's the other thing too: is like they've had him on fucking ice for like what, like a couple months now. It yeah, just so was, no, but not. But he's been around for a while. I think the last. What's well, the
0: problem is he's he's had a lot of start and stops in the main roster. Just we see it all the time <laughs> with people. It's just like whatever. But it's just like they gave him a main event return. They reunited the tags, and people have wanted to see. And uh, more on this shit in my hope later with tag teams. So, but yeah, Johnny Gargano in the shine. Hashtag Nestle Gargano shamer. Hashtag justice for TJ. Hashtag justice for Bertsky. Hashtag justice for everyone else because Nestle's a hater.
1: Listen. All I'm saying is to the Docs, the Birdskis, the TJs, or anybody else in the world. If you got a fucking problem, come to me. They don't all fucking- do.
0: I'm just saying there are some people in WrestleMania who don't really like tweet on Twitter. They're just kind of like observers, so they follow us because I can see what they see, and they see your fucking agenda bullshit, and they they're just like, oh my god, what is this guy? Like, who is he? I'm.
1: So here's the dad, thing. Here's the thing. The, here's 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 what I don't like about it is they're presenting. They're presenting Johnny Gargano and Champa in the main event. They don't belong in the main event. I'm sorry, they just don't. Not on Raw. They don't. Eh, it's they fine. don't. No, no, what I no, like. They don't. No,
0: what. But you can't complain every week then, being like we have the same main events. No, I I'm like not. I'm just saying those people. Events. Those this people the don't deserve main, main event. They deserve
1: to be there this week. You're a fool. I'm just saying. Doesn't make any sense. Wang's back, by the way. Gotta love that huge Wang. Oh. I love huge Wang. Thanks for coming back, huge uh so we're sorry we're, we're we're at positive stuff right so after after yes. my nonsense propaganda yada yada whatever you're saying um what else you got that you liked
0: um uh, we can go over to smackdown because i i uh we had the grayson waller effect with bobby lashley i love waller telling bobby he should recruit him in theory and bobby being a man of history being like the last person i'm gonna recruit is fucking austin theory uh so i know that was good i always like when like they, they have because a lot of the times like especially in wwe they try to make us forget things when like people are teaming up but it's like I'm glad that Nugget was there. with Bobby during the Triple H area? It's been a lot better because we've seen KO do stuff like that too. But obviously the profits come out upset, uh, so we get all that, uh, and that leads to a fucking AEW match at the PLE. But I just enjoy. I mean, Grayson Waller—they give him a fucking platform every week, and they give him like whatever they need to be the hot story. And I think he just he puts it where it needs to be. He lays it up where it needs to be.
1: Can we can we start a hashtag Wayne gang? <laughs> Sorry in the chat i love it um so the other thing that i really enjoyed was ray and santos thought that was a fucking awesome match i loved lucha libre i thought that was wonderful i love that the street profits came out and beat the shit out of them so they took away
0: the opportunity for santos to
1: turn heel i I kind of i I love that i do i do they cucked us a little bit you like you like a little cucking just not a lot just a little cucking um, the other thing too, that I thought was kind of fun was the Elton strong has a t-shirt now that made me fucking pop. I just love fucking pretty deadly in general. Um, I'm curious. I mean, obviously LA night comes back, huge pop, yada, yada, yada. It seems like yeah. a foregone conclusion. Don't really care about that, but there's a lot I, there. A week late and a dollar short on that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously you had COVID nothing you can do about that, but it is what it is is what it is. Um, uh, moving over to raw. I would just want to make sure that we don't miss anything on raw specifically. The one thing I that have made one me- more thing on raw. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Tegan Knox' winning streak
0: continues, but it's also kind of heat because why the fuck are we giving women two minute matches on a three hour show? Like, like, uh. uh. I Chelsea's amazing. I enjoyed the backstage thing with her coming, coming in, being like, people complain. It's just like she's so good. She's the type of perfect person to put out there with Tegan right now when we're trying to slowly build up Tegan because she's another one that it's just she's just barely ever been on TV. So it just, I'm just glad that her winning streak continues. They're booking her strong. Her and Becky next week for the NXT title on Monday Night Raw. Shiniest Wizard two weeks in a row. Happy JC.
1: So you know what I just realized as I was looking at my notes, I think you're right. That was the only woman's match. It was. On Raw. It was two minutes and it four. It was two seconds, minutes and four seconds. The internet. Yep. Disgusting. That's Disgusting. hilarious. So you're going to give Chelsea's me? He's call-
0: also a champion.
1: You're go- also going to call me. Him. You're going to call me a shamer. Triple H is a woman shamer. He is. Sexist. I think
0: mean, WWE has always been that way with on on Raw. Like, pay-per-views, you know. they'll give them time. But, like, on Raw, for some reason, like, it, mo- majority of women matches are like this. And it makes no sense because you have three fucking hours.
1: I mean, you could have you scrapped so many things on Raw. Cut like, one of
0: the fucking 12 fucking Judgment Day segments or just cut every Seth Rollins segment because he's boring cut
1: fucking cody's random fucking promo like that didn't the, the old, do no, you know
0: what's funny they have to do that because they have to have his entrance on he, the did, show. It so he can, did it already he did it already i know but they had to do like a real one where he can stop and pause and everyone can go oh because the other one was like a run-in. so the other it's thing that that like, that's me- why they do it they do it just for the fucking pop from the crowd it's so funny but it's just like another that's more heat we're in the heat now by the way because that's just more heat it's like fucking wwe just can't figure it out they fucking they, they have no idea what to do with Cody. They have no idea what to do with him. So now we're having him team with a fucking Uso going for the tag titles. What are we doing?
1: What are all we I doing? Think of, all I could think about was, man, are they going to put this poor bastard on ice and then try to thaw him out right before WrestleMania? Oh. It is like he might be the most important person in that roster right now, but they are not treating him that way. They're just not. like they are- They
0: know they don't have to because no matter when he comes out, the place goes nuts he goes fucking I just for
1: him. I just laughed so fucking hard that the beginning of the night he showed up in full gear no pun intended ran out to save everybody and then two hours later he's back in the suit I went like what do you do aren't, aren't you gonna be in a dark match later like are you gonna change again like what are we doing like Maybe you know what I
0: mean the suit like Miz did
1: I know but it was just like what the fuck like what like every time Cody comes out now I'm just like he literally has nothing to do he's had, had nothing, nothing to, him to do, do since Brock Lesnar He's just—it's amazing he's just,
0: to like, me. He, yeah, it's just—it's they have no idea what to do. They have no idea what to do because they refuse to give Rollins legitimate opponents, and Roman Reigns isn't there. So you have fuck—you're pretty much without two world titles. Like you—you you don't have two world titles right now. The way they're booking it, like the World Heavyweight Championship is a mid-card title right now. It is a mid-card title the way they treat it. Like Gunther's title is more important. Oh, but yeah. It's like a super mid card title. It's like they don't have world titles right now. So you have fucking. That's why the thing with Drew is so interesting because they're like, okay, this guy probably should be competing for like world titles, but they found a way to make it interesting. But it's like KO and Sammy doing nothing again. Judgment Day just has to feud with themselves because they don't know what to fucking do. They're the Usos and Solo and Cena and LA Knight's all like tag team boring shit. The Cody's just kind of out there like smiling and kissing babies. It's just like it's a mess.
1: I did. I did laugh at Mac saying the Cody verse. I was like, "Oh, maybe we yeah. are getting Cody versus, you know, Drew McIntyre." Because <laughs> that, to me, that's like an actual thing, right? Like, I can get, I can get behind that and be like, "Okay, Mac makes sense right now. He's upset that Cody's probably in his way at some point. Like, he brought Jey Uso back, so clearly he's gonna have a fucking, you know, you know, get butt hurt about it, and that's fine. But like, if Cody Rhodes doesn't have a, a viable option, like November, December." That's going to be rough because he ain't well, winning the Royal like Rumble. said, again.
0: we have this stupid tag team match because they're just fucking delaying so we can get to War Games yeah. where it can be
1: Team Cody versus the Judgment Day or whatever. I just I don't. Here's the thing: I have never in my life not like I've enjoyed every War Games. This is the first time where I'm just thinking to myself like, it'll be cool. It'll I be. I was going to say cool you butt. say
0: that, but the match is going to be really. The
1: match great. is going to be good. There's going to be some awesome spots, but up into the lead up of it, I'm just going to be like end it just fucking end it please you know what i mean like it's it's getting to a point where there's i am my eyes are bleeding by 11 o'clock on a monday i i am i am it is a tough watch sometimes a tough watch There's just the top of the card. just there's no creativity right now there's no creativity right now all right, so talking about no creativity, I'm just going to piss through some of these uh, terrible things. We talked about the bloodline promo with this. Cena and, and Jimmy is just, it's not going to be a fucking thing. Heyman's trying his best. Anderson had a, a jobber alert ish, kind of maybe sort of losing to fucking Jim because somebody's got to lose to Jim. He got slapped by Mia Yim. That's the highlight of his fucking night, whatever it is, what it is. It's just like, then they beat up the PA guy. It's like, whatever. It just doesn't make any sense. And like we've talked about all the good stuff on SmackDown, and that's fine. But then we get then we get into fucking nonsensical Charlotte again. It's like Charlotte and Bailey and Oscar, and then it's just like okay, it's a triple threat. Great, wonderful. We got to shoehorn the shoveler back in there, and that's fine because she can't not be there. And of course, whatever Oscar's there, but to me, Asuka's not really a threat because she already lost. She's she not already lost. In. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me why she was thrown in. It just feels like it just feels like Oscar's in there to eat the pin, as you would say, right? Hundred percent,
0: so because they can't have Charlotte get pinned, but they don't want to do a singles match for Charlotte. It just, it's, I don't know. And I was like watching SmackDown. I was frustrated because I was excited for Charlotte Bailey, and I think they just kind of like cut it short. And great. I was just like, you can't even give me that. Like, it's give me something in this women's division. Like the SmackDown women's division is so top heavy with fucking phenomenal talent, and we've just got nothing but shit since eo has been champ. And it's not an indictment on EO. Besides Eo and Asuka, like that match, like it's been absolute
1: shit week to week. It's and just it's not hard. an indictment on Eo; it's an indictment on the booking. It's really fucking hard because I just I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how can people think that we're gonna tune in every week and think that's okay? You know what I mean? Like they 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 just they rest on their laurels, thinking, oh, it's okay. The casuals will come in and out, but the fucking diehards will always be there. If I didn't have this goddamn podcast, I would have fuck. I I wouldn't watch SmackDown half the time. I'd save really so much time fast forwarding so much shit every week. I, like, know, I know, I it, know. It's almost like it's almost. I like- watch it for
0: you guys, damn it. And there's still a lot I don't watch, but I'd watch a hell of a lot less.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'd have a lot more free time on our hands for sure. Yeah, um, so then, moving on to Raw very quickly, the ladies started a brawl, which I did enjoy. But then I just thought to myself, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, they just did it and they didn't fucking address it.
0: I love that like literally like all the people that Nia Jax hurt magically healed at the same time.
1: Well, she's not that good at it if she fucking yeah. everybody comes back. So, I don't know. It's, just, it's hard for me because I was like, oh, cool, a brawl in progress. I always pop for that, and that was cool. And then they didn't fucking address it. They didn't do anything with it. It wasn't like well, they a Nia
0: versus Raquel next week. But, yeah, it was weird. Like, you'd think when you're having, like, Raquel return, you do, like, a backstage segment with her or something. But it was obviously Rhea stayed in the rain, and that started the Judgment Day nonsense to kick off the show. I will say the one development I'm liking is that, like, Rhea's all aboard the JD train. And like using JD to help Dom, I'm assuming on NXT right now, it's Rhea and JD are there. And I think I think what's probably going to happen, and it's going to sound stupid if it already has happened, but I feel like Priest is going to somehow kind of cost Dom and just continue the nonsense of whatever. But I don't know, it's one of those things we've talked about. It's just like they've got completely away from like the money in the bank tees, which maybe is a good thing because maybe that it's coming. But it's like now we're having like they're defending their tag titles against a non-tag team what feels like a throwaway and it's just i don't know it's just it's all
1: over the fucking place man it's a lot of judgment day it's a lot of open up beer, jaw and here comes the fucking choo-choo train. it's just it's a lot it's a lot to watch and then like moving on to the rest of this nonsense shit was just like okay so we have we've talked about most of the shit but then moving on to the like the bottom part of the card we didn't talk about this i laid out for you because i know you, you hate this shinsuke nakamura seth rollins this whole fucking shit was just it was rough I I just terrible. don't
0: care and it's just not interesting like making just like at least attempt to make me care. It just I can't. You've already beat this guy clean and he wasn't a, it didn't feel like a real contender in the first place. Like yes, his new entrance is cool. I like the stuff that he's doing but it's like it's just it's not interesting. It's a, it's a mid-card feud. And it, they they book it like a mid-card feud. It's in the middle of the show. It's not even at the beginning, it's not even at the end. It's in the middle of the show every week. It's just kind of sandwiched in, which is just telling me it's like it's not important. And like it's one of those things; it should main event on Sunday at Fastlane, especially looking at the card. Considering as of right now, it's the only singles match, and it's the only world title. But exactly, it's seen in the bloodline, probably the main event. So it's just like, oh, well then we're probably not getting a cash in. So and then my interest is completely out the window.
1: Yeah, and honestly, it would be weird. But I think that Nakamura might have a shot here. I don't think I'm going to pick him, but I mean, he has a real, this time around, he has a real shot. I guess I don't know. Like, and it will really be a mid card title already trained know. to her which is a shame because it's
0: not an indictment on really i mean seth has been pretty boring to me for a while but it's not necessarily his fault i think it's just like they know oh, it's like oh on. you can send him out there he'll sing his song and do the bullshit the fans love it and he delivers in the rain but it's just like there's no extra effort with him or that title right now and
1: that's what pisses me off the most they've done a good job with all different things in the show just not that person and that title like which is
0: stupid because it should right. be but it's like it feels like it's like it's like cody the judgment day gunther then ma- becky then maybe you start to think about seth
1: and it's like that's a problem what i what i think they've stumbled upon and i think this is what's going to either help them or hurt them going forward is they thought that the bloodline was an equation on how to get everything over like that's the that's the a storyline because the bloodline was so good for so long they're trying to replicate it with the judgment day and that may or not be working but in the process, the judgment day aren't the there's nobody in the judgment day that's a world champion yet. So it's it's hard. Oh, yeah. I think, well, I'm sorry, like trying to equate Roman Reigns to it, but yeah, but I get yeah, what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. But even Rhea is not doing it. I mean, job. Jay called her the tribal tribal yeah, mommy or whatever he called her. So yeah, so I don't know. I just I just feel like they're just they're they're just doing that. And like you said, it's Seth Rollins has fallen so far into it where it's just like we are just running. Walking, wogging through the motions here, I guess. It is it is terrible. It's like watching a fucking exhibition. It just is I don't give a shit about it. I I don't care at all. And I think that Seth Rollins unfortunately needs to go away, get healed up and come back because what do you do when he loses? Like, what do you do? You've already talked about him being hurt. So, like to me, it's like once he loses, go away, fix your back, then come back. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for sure. All right, you want to get hopeful?
0: Glorious, you're my only hope. I'll go first because I probably have one and you don't. <laughs> I know reversal roles. I had to bring it up. Yeah. But I uh, yeah, no, I kind of allude to it earlier. My uh my hope is about tag team wrestling in WWE because it's kind of getting frustrating for me because you know we talked about the Sammy KO, you know, rain really being disappointing because it didn't really work and WWE has some horses, man, in that division. They really do. But it just, it's like, none of them are, like, anywhere close to this title, man. It's just, it's, and then we look at on Sunday. We're booking Cody and Jay Uso as a fucking tag team. Never fucking, like, as a tag team, but they're getting a championship shot at Finn and Priest. And it's just like, dude, I just, it's frustrating. But that's why, to me, it's like, there is that little glimmer of hope because with Gargano and Champa, you can fucking scoff at it. That's a legit babyface tag team. People get behind. You have Imperium and Alpha Academy fucking footing on Boehners every week. The Viking Raiders when they're healthy, you got New Day, like you like you, even Finn and priest should be a fun tag team, but you got a lot of fucking horses on Raw and then SmackDown. You got obviously the Prophets and all those teams, and like pretty deadly when they come back. You got the brutes, you got uh, the LWO and all that you like there's you got Waller and Theory. It's like there's so many tag teams. So my hope is pretty simple. Fucking book the tag teams to go after the tag team championships. It's not that hard, but it's just like this fucking vortex. And unfortunately, I think until we get past war games, we're stuck in it. It's like it's killing a division that has so much potential. and could be so much fun. It's just being cucked by this fucking storyline and stuck in this judgment day vortex. So we got to get out of here. So hashtag JC knows, hashtag JC's hopes come true. Fucking save the tag team division,
1: Triple H. God damn it. Save the tag team division. I don't think they've ever really cared about the tag division, to be honest. They do,
0: they do in like spurts and like the Usos as champions was great, but it's just mm. like it's one of those. It's like right now, they just it's, they're using it as a, de- a device in the feud. It's like you, uh, it's just there's too many other tag teams, too many other tag teams that should be going towards.
1: So, I was thinking about this an awful lot, and I, I was thinking about my hope this week was more about Drew McIntyre because I'm, I'm interested in what Drew McIntyre is going to do here. And all I could think about was Drew McIntyre is going to be kind of the lone, you know, the lone wolf doing whatever the fuck he's going to be doing. And I kind of like this whole thing with the Miz. So I'm wondering to myself, like, is he going to align himself with the Miz? And I was like, "Mm, I'm not necessarily sure that's going to happen at some point because I feel like he just he just hates the Miz. He wants to be by himself. But then I thought to myself, okay, so he's going to be this lone wolf heel, right? So he's gonna go on a fucking tear. He's gonna end up beating everybody up. But I feel like he needs to after he goes against the Cody thing, I think there's gotta be somebody that he can go after. And somebody that he's gonna like, you know, we talked about the Cody thing is gonna be probably a, you know, after November thing. But the one thing that I'm I'm interested in, and I think would be a really cool thing because we saw it during the pandemic, but they had really good fucking matches, is a returning Randy Orton. I think having Ooh. Randy Orton as a babyface working with a Mac. Would be kind of cool because I feel like there's that aggression on both sides. And I think once he hits the RKO, he's fucking over. Like it doesn't matter what he does. The guy could fucking do every diabolical thing in the world. But having a baby face Randy Orton against a heel Mac to me is role reversal from two and a half years ago. We know those matches banged. It was great. And I think that's the kind of thing that I think Randy Orton's fantastic at was that he makes Drew McIntyre better. And I think if Drew McIntyre is going to get back to the promised land, especially with that world heavyweight championship, which is a very real thing that Randy Orton in a feud with him could be very, very critical to getting Mac where he belongs back in the title picture. And we're not going to be fatigued by it because I think Randy Orton can do something like Cody's going to do something, but we know Cody can't lose because Mac's going to Mac's going to have to lose that, but Randy Orton can lose and it doesn't fucking matter. So I'd be curious to see that happen. I'm hoping he doesn't go to SmackDown though. Cause I feel like there's an inkling that he could probably shoehorn into SmackDown and go against the tribal chief. Hoping that's not the case. Cause Monday nights are definitely Orton territory for me. So that's what I hope for, because I think Randy Orton can really help elevate this lone wolf Mac character.
0: I just, yeah, I just, I just hope Randy Orton comes back period. Cause we hear all the mixed things about his injury it's, and he's obviously older, but it's just, I just, I just hope to see him back, but I think it's, I, I am very interested in everything Drew McIntyre is going to do these next few months because it's the most interested I've been in this character maybe ever. I just, it's finally, like, this is what we've been waiting for. We've been clamoring for it for like a year, a year. And we're finally, we're finally in it and it feels good. But Nestle Mania, don't call it a comeback because through the darkness he will rise and return and job out. Cedric Alexander's back and lost the two minute match. But hey, you know what? I love Cedric Alexander. He had a very fast start against Bronson Reed, but then he got tsunami by all the meat and I uh, got squashed, but it was good to see him on my TV. So
1: Cedric Alexander, you get my comeback. Does a meat match of the week have to have two meaty men or can not a meat man just have one? But nothing meat. was beating Corbin and Braun solo meat match of the week. No,
0: maybe not. It could be if, if he threw his weight around, but this is, it depends how you use the meat, you
1: know? I'm just thinking good solo meat is still a meat. So I, I just wanted it to is, know
0: But when you get two big pieces of meat, Two is better than one. You know what I'm saying? It's a threesome of meat.
1: I'm going to lay out for a second.
0: You're going to lay okay. out for that? You don't want a th- meat threesome? A little bit of steak? A little bit of surf and turf? You know? Two different species of meat?
1: Sausage fest. That's what I'm thinking. You want right a sausage
0: now. and a brat? Is that what you're thinking, Nestle? You're thinking brack, about different kinds of meat. Brack. Very
1: phallic thinking. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. I'm a, I'm a phallic thinker. Uh, so, my, my comeback of the week goes to one Michael Cole because when he was doing that terrible segment with Seth Rollins, he let it slip out that he, well it didn't slip out. They were trying to make it a big deal. Like Michael Cole, 26 years missed two shows. Can we, can we say that again? Michael Cole, 26 years, 26 years, and missed two shows. Do you know he's probably missed birthdays? He's missed. I was gonna say, bro, what a life. Like holy for shit, his probably their family probably hates him. But like, god damn it, like the the dedication that it takes to be there for almost thirty years Girl. and lot and two probably one was a death and one was a fucking like birth or something. Like that's the only reason he probably missed something. You know what I mean? Like that's incredible to me. That guy deserves his flowers. He deserves a shout out. Like you can say what you want about Michael Cole in terms of like, oh, he's not JR. He doesn't have these, you know iconic calls or anything like that I think but people like, have flipped on that though I feel like most Pat McAfee helped an awful
0: lot yeah I think so too because I think it kind of re-energized Cole and it just it's one of those things I mean he's very good with Graves too and him and Barrett have great chemistry it just I mean I, I, I think he's always been good they obviously like during some of the Vince eras when he's like wrestling and stuff it just he was annoying but that was by design but I think now they just let him be
1: they let him be a commentator and it works so I just wanted to give my comeback to him because that's a special shout out. Cause like not, not every day do you realize that somebody's that dedicated to their job. So that, that's, I just think it's, especially since I've, I've color commentated or, and I've, I've done, you know, play by play too, but like, that's hard to do in general and to be good at it at the highest level is incredible to me. So I just think he deserves a special shout out there. Yeah. You're, Big you're old back. finish
0: Nestlemania. You you right, what?
1: I thought you didn't do your comeback, but I forgot
0: it was setting. Right, come on, bro. Mine was it was as quick as Cedric's match. Come on, that's how we roll. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start on SmackDown. We have Austin Theory versus Dragon Lee. This is a pretty exciting little matchup. I,
1: I, you know, what's funny? Dragon Lee does wonders for me. I love his like little weird intro before he comes out. I like that, like kind of like I do. I don't too. know what it is. It's just, just bizarre. I, I just I, I dig I dig it. Um, but so Austin, Austin 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 Theory's been doing some some work too. So I mean. As much as everybody hates the dude or thinks he's like dead in the water, I, the dude's still on TV. The dude's still so doing good. Hate him. No, I know. But it's just like people like. I know, but that's nothing good. him. I'm just
0: saying it's good. They don't. I don't think they do nothing to him because they react to him. Okay. It's like he's annoying. Like when people. I feel like a lot of times when people say they nothing them, it's like if you nothing them, you wouldn't bring it up this much. You know what I mean? That's like fair. the people that you nothing are the people we don't talk about. Sure. And that's an indictment. Like, those are the people we nothing. The people that constantly bring up some being like, oh, that guy has go away heat. It's like, you by you bringing it up, it tells me that that's not true. The people who actually have that stuff are the people you see, don't talk
1: about. See, I hate the term go away heat in general. I do too. It's Because it doesn't, make, it doesn't make any sense to me. If it was yeah. go away heat, it would be silence. Yeah. That's, I mean, no, that's yeah, go away. Yeah, you go don't want to watch the guy. If you boo somebody – Somebody back there is going to go, oh, this guy's over. They're not going to make
0: no no sense. Yeah, I just think it's nonsensical. People are It doesn't make any
1: sense. I agree.
0: Go to Monday Night Raw. We have three matches booked. Becky Lynch versus Tegan Knox and her Shiniest Wizard for the NXT Championship. Ivar versus Kofi in a Vikings Rules match. And uh, the Women's Meat Match of the Week, Nia Jax versus Raquel Rodriguez.
1: I'm not touching that one with a ten foot pole. If you called it a woman's meat match, I don't even know what to say. Well, about I, that. I'm an equal opportunity. If you got if you got extra meat, whether it's muscle
0: or a little bit of fat, you're eligible for the meat match of the week. It's not a bad thing. It's a very positive thing because we all love meat. It doesn't matter if it's man meat, woman meat, any kind of meat. We all like meat, baby. What about you're if vegetarian, vegetarian? you're
1: vegetarian? Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, then you don't like you like different kind of meat. You like veggie meat. So, what is the opposite of a meat match of the week? Uh... Dragon Lee versus Austin Theory because there's zero, like Austin Theory is like zero, zero body percent. fat. Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Dude, that's great in its
0: uh, own way too. That that's probably
1: a flippy Diddy match of the week. Yeah. That that's a that's lean lean <laughs> lean cuisine of the week. Lean lean cuisine <laughs> <of> essentially. <the> <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, we've lost control of this. Uh, women's match will be fun. Austin Theory Dragon Lee will be cool. Uh, Becky we know is winning, so I don't really. I'm I not hope Tegan in... wins just because you said that. No fucking I mean, I way. I hope she wins anyways because I love her. but No fucking way. Not even a fucking chance. Oh,
0: by the way, Guthrie trying to fucking, like, troll me on Twitter about her being an natty tag team partner. I'm like, first of all, she's already been an natty tag team partner, unfortunately for her. But second of all, she's on TV fighting for a title. and What's your girl doing? Nothing. So go back to the bleachers with your girl, Zoe, and shut your mouth, Guthrie. <laughs> Boom. There's my comeback. Uh, but, yeah, um, I just uh, – I don't know anything that's booked for AEW this week. I know in two weeks on Tony Khan's birthday, two weeks from tonight, it'll be Edge's debut against Luchasaurus. Tony Khan's like – whoa, 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 I'm whoa, whoa, really
1: whoa, 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 whoa. You mean Adam Copeland.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm going full MJF. But, yeah, I, uh, I, there's stuff booked for this week. I didn't write it Ray down.
1: Phoenix limping into this fucking match against Nick Jackson of the oh, Young Bucks. Oh, my God,
0: I could not give two fucks. Nick Jackson's going to win, though, I think, because Ray Phoenix is hurt.
1: I would hope so. Uh, Adam Copeland is uh, he's also there. he's there doing he's his there mission.
0: on uh, Dynamite and Collision. Tony made sure it's
1: like... mission statement, by the way. So oh, it's boy. a mission statement Prepare
0: for 20 minutes to start the show.
1: Oh, my God. I cannot be more excited to fast forward that in my entire <laughs> life because he's going <laughs> to fucking talk for <forever. laughs> It's I just be... I mean, i unpause when Christian interrupts him. I hope to Christ that he does. I'm literally scrolling on Twitter right now to see the match graphics. I have not been able to find one. I, I give up. I can't find a yeah, match it's, it's
0: uh, They definitely had some, but I didn't write them down and whatever. They had a great show on Sunday. Shit will happen. They'll book stuff. There'll be random matches. There'll be stuff. Yada I'm just here for Christian Cage and his new son, Nick Wayne. Uh, but Nestlemania, we got to go to Fastlane because <laughs> we're going to drift here. A little Tokyo drift right into the Fastlane. Five matches booked as of now. As we allude to off the top, this looks like a steaming pile of shit. Uh, WWE has delivered match-wise though, so I'm sure it'll be entertaining. They might add some stuff, but this is literally an AEW pay-per-view without the singles matches. But uh, yeah, we'll start with a tag team match for the undisputed WWE tag team championships. The Judgment Day of Finn Balor and Damian Priest defend against Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso because we split up the Usos just to book Jay in a tag team with like the number one single star on Raw. What the fuck are we doing? But the Judgment Day retain, I
1: would hope. Judgment Day does retain because I feel like there's going to be a miscommunication here of some sort um, in terms of maybe Jay kicking Cody or doing something. I don't know. I just I feel like Jay is going to eat something here because Cody doesn't lose. Right. So. Seems like Jay has, Is what it is.
0: That would be interesting. Uh, next up, we
1: have a six man tag
0: team match because Nessa loves this. Oh. The, uh, LWO of Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar and either Wild or Toro. They haven't announced it. Wiz Zelina will take on Lashley and the Prophets of Dawkins and Ford. I mean, I feel like Lashley and the Prophets are the pick because they're they're new, but I just don't. This is a fucking TV match on pay per view. Six man I tag, Get out of here.
1: I mean, I'm putting Lashley and Prophets down for both of us. You don't even have yep. to say it, but like, it, like this entire thing feels like a SmackDown to me.
0: Yeah, this card is terrible next up this match will probably deliver and be really good but last time i think we had this it wasn't good so we'll see triple threat match for the wwe women's championship EO sky oscar charlotte flair triple threat just means eos gonna pin oscar simple as that
1: yeah eos better fucking win because if it's anything else i would be fucking shocked i, I actually i would riot if if fucking oscar wins nope she doesn't need it and charlotte Jesus Christ. Wouldn't Jesus Charlotte tie the
0: record with this one or something? No,
1: she'd be 15 at this point. Oh, okay. Because they decide whether or not whether the NXTs matter or not. They said so they have
0: could. a th- they have one more throwaway win for Charlotte. So be on the lookout for that randomly. Can't yeah. wait to
1: throw away more. Yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a last man standing match for the World Heavyweight Championship, which, as you mentioned to me before the show, probably will not be the main event. Seth Rollins' defense against Nakamura. Um I'm just going to pick Rollins,
1: but I have no analysis cuz I don't care. I'm going to say good, I don't care. I think here's the thing. I think Rollins wins, but there's a portion of me that feels like if it's not like I feel like there's a thing. There could be like Rollins could win and then he doesn't, you know, get back up and then fucking gets cashed in on. I could see Nakamura winning and then getting immediately cashed in on. Like there's so many different scenarios. I, I'm just not I'm not super relying on the cash in here. I don't think, I think it's like you said, it's further enough from your mind that you, they may not do it just now. And it's almost like break the glass in case of emergency because nothing's really happening. And I don't think we're going to see a, a men's cash in on a pay-per-view anytime soon. I could be wrong. If this main events, and I
0: think that that's when you should pop your peepers, but I think like you said, there's a certain man returning. Uh, John Cena is uh, teaming up with L. A night, yeah, to take on the bloodline, who always mains events. Jimmy Uso and Solskjaer with Paul Heyman. Look at another fucking throwaway match, but it's fucking Cena in the ring with LA Knight. Like the crowd is gonna be hot. It feels like this will be the main event, like you said.
1: I mean Cena's gonna pass the torch to LA Knight, they're gonna win. I assume Jimmy fucks up somehow because the tribal chief, if I remember correctly, will be coming back either this week or the week after. So I feel like if Jimmy fucks up big time, then there's an easy fucking slam dunk there for Roman Reigns to shit all over him on that Friday. So yeah,
0: I don't think it's this week. It might be the week after, but because I don't remember them advertising it, uh, but maybe maybe it is. I don't know, but but yeah, that's Fastlane. That is a card that exists that sounds like absolute shit, and thank God we don't have to pay for it.
1: I I'm actually disappointed how bad this is. I'll it is it's
0: like like i said the matches will probably deliver because wwe has been but like in terms of like setting up a pay-per-view
1: this is the worst job they have done in years i will say this much no one's gonna fucking tout the fucking gate and pay-per-views like they do in the press conferences after this one no one's gonna give a flying oh, fuck triple h, h will.
0: you kidding me he definitely will he i'm telling you right now it,
1: i wonder what the sunday i wonder is it saturday i think uh, it's saturday this time. i just
0: x'd it off but um, i think it's saturday
1: i don't know I'll t- I'll check it out, but I mean it, it's um. It'd be smart not to it, not go against Cowboys 49ers. I was gonna say <laughs> one of the it, biggest games
0: of the year. It'd be smart not to go against. You that.
1: should not go. So here's the other thing, very quickly before we leave. Do you think Jay Cargill shows up at Fastlane? Yes or no? Uh well,
0: I saw there's a there's a little rumor going on, on Twitter that she will be at Fastlane, so I'm assuming she will be in the crowd.
1: Um it's my guess she will be
0: sitting in the crowd, and they'll do is, that type of thing. It is Saturday,
1: by the way, so.
0: Saturday Saturday, 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 Saturday. I was gonna say it's not. It's a small UFC card this week. It's fight night, so that's not an issue. Because that's something that we're gonna have to look out for in the TKO era. Is that I think we're gonna see a lot less of WWE and UFC going head to head since they're like the same company now. So
1: It's not the same not
0: days. the same fan base. Ad. It doesn't matter. You don't. There's there's enough there's enough carryover that
1: they'll make WWE go to Sunday if it's a Hold nighttime on. card. Stupid, fucking stupid. They started like hmm. ten thirty at night. Who do? Who, what does it matter? Like the real matches. No offense. I mean, there's the pay-per-view cards. The prelims are usually very good, so I know. But they're also not on better free. than this fast also, card. I can tell you that they're but, also on free TV though most of the time.
0: No, they're usually ESPN Plus, which you have to pay for. Ugh. free TV is like once a month maybe. All right. Yeah. Well, on that note, do you have anything else you
1: want to get out of here? Uh, no, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here and watch uh, Victor Hugo hopefully win this. So, All right. Well, on that note, thank you for listening to the Jabberknocker podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, do all that shit. Tell your friends about us and make sure you hit fucking play or download on these podcasts. Get those numbers going. All right. Thanks again for listening and watching. We'll be back next week with more Jabberknockery. Jabberknockery. <laughs>